0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. You're listening to Papa and Banks with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa, presented by DraftKings.
2: All right, welcome to another edition of Papa Banks presented by DraftKings. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. We're going to have a special guest, DMC from Run DMC. He's going to share some of his his wisdom with us. You do not want to miss that because uh, he's got a lot of interesting things to say. But, Carl, here we are, week two of the NFL season. Talk about the National Fake You Out League because there were teams that looked awful last week that are not going to look awful this week, and vice versa. Um, What are you looking for here in week two? I'm
0: looking for the uh, hospital emergency rooms to get more heart attack patients because, like, the narrative from week one to week two just sends people's blood rates and their heart rates so high because you know certain players and certain teams will not be what you saw the first week of the season. And we have to... Really look at, you know, this two-week ramp-up period, three-week ramp-up period because of the abbreviated off-seasons, meaning that they don't do a lot. And then your training camp, which you don't do a lot of hitting. And so now it's real football. So these guys have got to ramp up into who they are. And you just try to survive these first couple games, the teams that can pull out some victories. But then there are teams that said, you know that they're going to hit their strike rather quickly and then they'll separate themselves so it's time to get them early and if you don't by week three they're going to start to separate as the cream of the crop
2: yeah and there's some marquee matchups this weekend which we'll get into a little bit later but one of the uh, one of the most pivotal games of this weekend already is the defending afc east champion the buffalo bills they lose at home to pittsburgh last week they got to go down to miami they got to play the Dolphins, who won in New England last week. You know, if Miami wins this game, suddenly they're 2-0 in the division, and suddenly the defending division champs are two games behind them. But here's a nugget. Buffalo has won, I think, the last five against the Dolphins, and they've scored at least 30 points in every game.
0: Well, that's the thing. Buffalo can put up points. The thing with – Buffalo, they've got to figure out how to balance their offense because if if your quarterback is having an off day or the defense is facilitating or uh, putting forth an effort that will take away some of the things you want to do in the pass game, you've got to be able to give your offense balance. And they're just not known for running the football, and they've got to get that into their repertoire uh, this year so that they can be a more balanced team and go further in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, but the fact that they have been beating Miami Styles make fights. I I think Buffalo. Yeah. By the way, Buffalo's favored by three and a half on the road in Miami. So you would think Miami three and a half coming is off, not a lot in Miami. I know, but if you think about Miami's coming off the win, yet they're the home underdog. So to me, yeah, but
0: it was an ugly win. It was win an ugly a- win. Yeah, a win is a win, but there are some. Just like the Ravens and the, um, the Raiders game Monday night, it was the best bad football we'll probably see all year because it was some bad football being played, but it was played in an entertaining way. And so, yes, styles make fights, um, but a three-point margin, if you're Miami, you're saying to yourself, we can, we can get this done.
2: Three-point dogs at home. I like Buffalo in this game to kind of stabilize things. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets. Think about that. They're just giving you $200 in free bets instantly. If you bet a dollar or more on any football game, you don't want to miss this opportunity. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Place a bet of $1 or more on any game this weekend and receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook's not available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long. And don't forget, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a million dollars. You download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And then just use the promo code BEST DAM to receive 200 dollars in free bets when you place a bet of one dollar on any game this week. And here's the code again: Best Dam. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app. Gotta be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. New customers, minimum $5 deposit, $1 <laughs> wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, called 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Carl, we're going to get to a couple more pressure point games and give our thoughts on them. But I know it's time to introduce someone that could rap with the best of them. Needs
0: no introduction. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First rap group to ever be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dear friend of mine, uh, we were fans before we knew each other, fans of each other, and that's my main man, DMC.
2: All right, here on the Papa Bank Show, Carl, you, you got to introduce our guest here for this week's edition.
0: So in order to make this introduction, you have to kind of understand how this whole this whole fandom thing came together for me because, like, I'm a Midwest guy, and – um grew up on New York hip hop. And so at that time, DMC run DMC and Houdini were, you know, taking <laughs> hip hop to a whole nother level. So I get drafted by the Giants, you know, still like trying to find my way around New York. And then a year later, Pepper joins me, Pepper Johnson, right. And so um <laughs> It was, it was strange because now it's more common for athletes and entertainers to be fans of each other. Like we've probably been from a distance and, you know, you go back right. to Muhammad Ali and the Beatles and everybody loved Muhammad Ali. But like right. the world's greatest rap group was like we find out through a social event that we're fans of each other. And do you you may remember this. It was on a Thursday night. When the red parrot was 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 the out, red right?
1: parrot that's so legendary.
0: pepper and i are going to the red parrot nightclub we get out of our limo and then out of the other limo behind us is is uh jmj jmj recipes and dmc and dmc is like yo Pepper,
1: Carl Banks. i like, this dude know
0: <laughs> my name, right? Yeah.
1: I think you had
0: on your giant starter jacket. Yep. And so um, I used to always wear. Pepper was like a huge fan of Jam Master J because he was a DJ, he had the hat, he went do everything yep. Jam Master J. And so <laughs> it became like this moment, like, oh my God, like these guys know us, we know them, man. And yeah. so we became friends over the, over the years, man. And yeah. then we find out like what big sports fans they were. And it, it's just been like, and now we see it as more commonplace now where athletes and, and entertainers hang out
2: more, at least we exactly. see it
0: more often. Oh, for sure. For and sure. so I'm sorry, without
1: further introduction, ladies and gentlemen, DMC.
2: king of rock
1: what's up what's up the king of rock yep yep i mean i was a huge football fan my whole life um it's just crazy that i never got to play the sport that i loved i mean i loved football ever since i was a little kid it was football 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 but all the schools that i went to i went to catholic elementary catholic high school and then catholic college briefly None of the schools I went to was known for football. They were all known for basketball. I went to Rice High School. Great, great years. high school. Yeah. Great,
2: great basketball program. Yeah,
1: great, yeah. but there was no football. And then I went to St. John's for two semesters. And they was known, you know, I used to see Chris Mullen and, and Walter Berry and Luke on second in the hallway. So nothing, you know, football never turned out. I played Wee football very briefly. And then all of a sudden this thing called hip hop came into my life. And I said, ah, I guess I'll sit around and write rhymes.
2: <laughs> and so w- did you grow, were your whole family giant fans? Cause Queens, no, you could no. be either way. They could be jets giants.
1: Yeah. Most of the people in my, on my side of town in Queens were jets fans because the jets were playing at Shea stadium. You know, most of the people were jets and Mets fans. So um, when I was little, I didn't know too many Giants fans. I, I fell in love with the Giants when, you know, Carl and, and Pepper and Lawrence and Phil and them guys was there. You know what I'm saying? I became a Giant fan then. But the team, I mean, this is crazy now because everybody asks me, well, how the hell are you a Pittsburgh Steelers fan? I've been a Pittsburgh Steelers fan ever since I was a little kid. The 70s, Rocky Blyer. they they were like superheroes to me, the, you know, Carl, I I read comic books, so Rocky Flyer, Mean Joe Green, all it was like, what the hell, who are these guys? So, but um, my sport is football, has always been football.
0: So, gee, I want to, I want, like there's this new documentary out about the Mets in 86, you know, that 84 to 86 run, right? Yes. Um, and the, the scene in New York, like for people that weren't here, yep. could never imagine what the nightclub party scene was like in oh. New York in that period. Right. And it's like when it's, you show up somewhere and then there's supermodel Beverly Johnson, there's Ron DMC, there's Mike yes. Tyson, there's, the New York Mets and who knows who else may just yeah. show up just to hang out.
1: Yes, it was it was it was amazing. It was one of the most collectively um, collaborative celebrity eras in the history. Because, like you said, if you walk into the club, there's Mike Tyson, there's the New York Giants, there's the New York Mets, there's the Boston the Knicks, there's um, the artists, you know, there, there, there's. Keith Haring, um, you know, there's Blondie, there's the Ramones, there's the Beastie Boys, there's Run-DMC, there's Grandmaster Flash, there's the journalists, there's the filmmakers, there's the fashion designers, there's the CEOs, there's the actors, like, it was amazing, it was just amazing, it was a gumbo of personality in the 80s, you know what I'm saying, and like you yeah. said, you walk in there, you would run into the supermodels, the news people, and, and that, I think that was the beauty of it. You had all of these different people from different walks of life, race, creeds, colors, and religions, and we were all coming to the club because the music and the scene was the was the was the bait, was the draw,
0: and that, and that was like that was what carried today because yep. if you can imagine. That all coming together, and it's not an award show, and there was no, never not any all. beef. Nice. There was never any beef. It was like, never it was, any like, beef. Whatever rivalries there were, like you're just in there having a good
1: time. Yeah, yeah. They didn't exist at that exactly. Competitively, it was highly competitive. And, you know, whether it was the stage or whether it was the field or the ball court or the baseball diamond or the fashion showroom or the radio or the photography studio, it was very, very competitive. And I think, Paul, that's what made all of us so good. Yeah. We were able to cohabitate and and coexist in a place where it wasn't the moment of competition so I think the beauty is we got to know each other as people we got to learn a lot from each other you know mannerisms and traditions and a lot of the stuff that we did as entertainers and y'all do is a lot of the stuff that we do as people we find that we have a lot in common you know the athletes have a lot in common with the musicians and the musicians and athletes have a lot in common with the playwrights and the producers and the directors. It was all about expression. And I think that's what made it so good. So when it was time, like, you know, me meeting Carl Banks and Pepper Johnson gave me a different attitude at my next show. (laughs) I know vice versa for you and Pepper. When y'all went there, when Sunday came around, Y'all putting on some rays in hell, and y'all going out there. Yes, absolutely. The beauty of it—we we we inspired and we taught each other, and it was never no beef. And if it if it was a beef, everything was always settled on the playing field or the stage or wherever it was at. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, maybe 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 like thirty five years later, as a society, we should look back at that gumbo. Oh, for sure, and the what, and the way things were at that. I don't want to be like one of these old guys that says, "No, no you're not the- old."
1: It's a, it's a it's a it's like you know when I speak to my friends, my friends always go, "Yo, I must be getting old because I don't like this current stuff." You know, you yourself call, and and I'm sure your your, your family, friends, and compatriots contested this. When you get excited about something, that spirit always stays with you. That doesn't age. So it's not a thing where I'm getting old, I don't like this, no music. It's just that as young people, as young spirits, I don't care whatever field you was in, journalism, this and that, there, there, there are unwritten rules that allow you to always maintain that high level of expectation. Like when I when I talk to people about hip hop, I say, oh, i I'm, I'm over 40 years old. I must be getting old. I can't relate to this hip. I say, no, the difference is you had at your youth, you had a higher expectation about everything you did, whether it was sports casting, whether it was journalism, or whether it was playing on the field. So you can relate to everything that the, the current people are doing. It's just that they don't have those little intricate, sincere, special connections that we had. As, as, as people that were in existence. You know, the old school, I don't care if it's music, hip-hop, whatever. I don't care if it's sports. People need to understand old school is never a time. Old school is a way of thinking and presenting and being in yourself. He has that old school attitude. That means you will be, always maintain a higher level of expectation, a higher level of respect, for yourself and those around you those are things that never age what ages is things that you know people could put you know oh those sneakers don't look like the new sneakers now this and that but sometimes the new sneaker or here's a perfect example sometimes and I just saw this um I just saw this um, on a show sometimes if you're if you're sitting here with the new Lamborghini in a parking lot and everybody's oh wow that's the 2022 Lamborghini, and then a 1963 Mustang pulls up next to it. Everybody gonna forget about that Lamborghini because yeah. that Mustang has something special. And 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 I think, Paul, that's what we were doing in our in our age. It was like when we all came together. No, anybody who walked in that room, whether it was a supermodel, when they got in that room with all of us. Nobody was considered more special than the other person. We didn't look at ourselves as celebrities. Right. You know what I'm saying? We, we weren't busy but, celebrities. But
0: I will have to admit, like the greatness of Run DMC. Yeah, you looked up the greatness like, oh, of jj That's- Right? Yeah. That inspired, like you said, it inspired. Yeah. We look at look around the room and we're inspired to see you, right. Madonna.
1: Yeah, you're right. Friends.
0: So for it's sure. like we take from each other yeah. inspiration to be great. and then, That's Right, exactly. And then when you have, when you have, uh, you talk about old school versus new school. The one yeah. thing I say that that travels well is greatness, right? Yeah. And yeah. for Run DMC, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right, truly crossed over not intentionally because the yeah. world came to run DMC and says this is incredible. So yeah, right. now you I'm guys like are making running. rock and roll records <laughs> being who you are and everybody's loving it. And so when you you talk about greatness as an artist that standard is set. So when somebody talks about well, you know, I'm not here back in the day but have you achieved what these guys achieved? You know, you've been truly able to, to resonate right. cross-culture um, around the world where everyone gravitates to a, a rap group that is right. a rock star, a group of rock stars. And I think that was like um, the beauty of, of, of what you guys created in a period, right? Like, so we know Muhammad Ali's greatness, right? Right, we right. Know, right. Uh, Run DMC's greatness because right. they set a standard that has yet to be achieved. Like I if know, you I, talk yeah. about? You know, you want to talk, there are some great individuals. Don't get me wrong. No, he's you know, I like good. some of today's
1: stuff. I, I know, I mean, yeah. you, you see what I'm saying? I mean, I, it, it, it's crazy. When we got inducted into the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, the great Eminem, he looks at us and says, nobody will ever do what you guys did. And I never thought about yeah. it like that. And like you said, it was unintentional because um, you know, I traveled this world globally and in the Walk This Way video that we did with Aerosmith, where Steven Tyler took the mic stand and knocked down the wall that was separating us. I talk about, I've been to South Sudan, I've been to Moscow, I've been to the Philippines, I've been everywhere in to Tokyo. They say, when that happened in that video, It didn't just happen in the video, it happened in the world. And I think that had a profound effect on people. You know, people said, man, what y'all did with Adidas, the first non-athletic entity to receive a major endorsement from a, who does that? Like, why? But I always answer that question is, um, we were able to achieve those major things because at at the base bottom of it all, we had good intentions. I never sat out right. to, you know i never sat out to get a a, a, a a sneaker deal but adidas looked at the record and what we were doing and and how we related to the world they they could have spent 30 million dollars on a marketing campaign and would have never had that effect right um, but think yeah. about this, but this is the greatness
0: for you guys and i don't know who wrote the lyrics if it were you um but whoever it was in the group and i think it was you Says I wrote the most. I "I feel good about this. I'm gonna write about this. Yeah. Who would ever think to write a song about that wasn't a nursery rhyme about a sneaker that became so? I mean, it was it was it trended, but it made everybody want to wear Adidas.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like before
0: there was Michael Jordan wearing Air Jordan's. Yeah, it was my Adidas, and we would wear those, yep. and then talk about every lyric in it. You know, <laughs> the ones I like to wear when I rock the mic. I and mean, I'm it's like, just uh, like, yeah, right. So it's it's um, it's just the things that greatness does. And this is I'm I'm giving you your flowers because what we see, and it's just like my teammate Lawrence Taylor. It's yes. like you see some things he does, and you're like, "Wow, how did that happen?" How did and that? For happen? him, it wasn't like, "Oh, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z." It just happened. It, like, that's what he it's did. It's just right. who you are. It's indigenous to who right. you are. And I just think it's it's just great that you guys have had and continue to have such an impact on pop culture, not just music, right, right. but pop culture. And the reason I say pop culture is because you're impacting continuing beyond the music because
1: you're a big comic fan. Yeah, huge comic book fan. Huge. Oh, you, you know, 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 as a little kid, as a you little book, kid, you got books,
2: you got books. Yeah, too, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, have a, I started, a co- I was inspired by Stan Lee. Rest in peace to Stan Lee Marvel Comics. I mean, you know, all comics inspired me. But the beautiful thing about Stan Lee speaking in you know, New York City, Gotham. metropolis in dc and dc's phenomenal wonder woman greenland and flash i love batman bruce wayne but stan lee put the superheroes in new york city so as the little kid growing up every time i picked up a marvel comic book i got a geography lesson about this this, the the city that i lived in but couldn't see because i was a little kid and i couldn't leave the block so i learned about the lower east side i learned about harlem I learned about Park Avenue and 42nd Street. I learned about the um, 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 Roosevelt Island Tram. All of that was, um, it blew my mind that Peter Parker lived in Queens. So it made things real to me. But I think the imagination that comic books allowed me to have while at the same time learning about real significant people, places, and things. A lot of the comic books dealt with racism, and bias and poverty and drug use. If you read these comic books, it was always to give a message about something that really existed in our lives. So between the comic books coming out, when this thing called hip hop came along, it allowed me to have an alter ego like those superheroes. It allowed me to have um, this other identity and hip hop allowed me to express that. And one of the ways that I knew I could be a superpower was, okay, let me use some rock music because nobody's doing it. It's always about creatively utilizing something that's right there in front of everybody's faces, but everybody's scared to take a chance. I think one of the things that made Run DMC so successful and even me now is I know that I have a responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You know. When you're making those records or when you're playing that game and stuff like that, it's true. It's up to the parents and the guides and the the leaders and, and the leaders of the families to direct the kids. But when you know somebody's looking at you, you have an opportunity to do something unique and special. When I was coming up, the only time that I saw smart, geeky, educated people was in the comic books. When I saw Reed Richards, when I saw Peter Parker, when I saw Tony Stark's. So in order for me to function in this universe here, I had to create an identity, this alter ego, you know, coexist. But at the same time, Carl, I also noticed that in the dirt, poor ghetto, in the dirt, poor ghetto, death, darkness, destruction, and despair was some very cool things. So for me, I knew I had to keep it real, Carl. I never was in a gang. I didn't go to jail. I didn't sell drugs hip hop allowed me as Daryl McDaniels to talk about the things that Daryl McDaniels to relate to. You know, I made a record about my sneakers. Um, Nobody wanted to sign Run DMC in the beginning because in the beginning, um, the message of hip hop was very social economical. Records like The Message, Broken Glass, everywhere. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder. When I was a little kid, I was drawing and reading comic books When I made Suck MCs, I was like, why are people afraid to, you know, rhyme about school? You know, we talk about the drugs we sell. We talk about the women we sleep in. We talk about the things that we get high on. I said, why is nobody talking about those other things that exist right next door? So my first record was, I'm DMC in the place to be. I go to St. John's University. And since kindergarten, I acquired the knowledge. After 12th grade, I went straight to college. Light-skinned, I live in Queens, and I love eating chicken and collard greens. Who says that? Now, you might think, oh, that's not cool. But, okay, there's people that are in gangs. But, Carl, how many people eat chicken and collard greens? Yeah. So, right then yeah. and there, I connected with something that I don't care if you're a gang bang. I don't care if you're a college kid. I don't care what walk of your life. You can relate to the chicken and collard greens thing. So, for me, my thing was, when I make these mm-hmm. records, is not to be afraid to talk about everything that we all go through. I think what made us work so good together and become friends, cause, is you as an athlete and me and my music as a musician, at the end of the day, we still see the same sunrise, we still see the yeah. same sunset, we eat the same foods and we know the same things. I think the the, the power of it, you even as an athlete communicated something to me and Jay you know what I'm saying? So that when we saw right, you, right. it was like, oh, shoot! Yo, it's gone! It's and, and yeah, yo, and it was the it same, with the thing, Yes, the thing, the the thing
0: about it, it was the exact same reaction we had when we turned around to see who it was and it was you, right. and we lost our minds equally. It was just like, yeah. wow, I mean, the, just the energy of um, yep. what you guys mean to right society and what we brought, we you know, realize that we are, in, we inspire people.
1: Yeah, you know, inspiration
0: works that, both
1: ways.
0: Right, right. And the fact that we were, you know, we were so aligned on that and we became close for, you know, yeah. shoot, for over 30 years now, Hell it's yeah. just a beautiful thing, but like sharing the same values in terms of our craft and then right. how, we, how we try to communicate with people. You know, and just your, even, you have an even further um, method of delivery because of your
1: comics. comics, So you need to tell everybody about that. Yeah, uh, well, Daryl makes comics, you know, when I was growing up, for me, it was all comic books. All I used to do was collect, read, and draw comic books. So then this hip-hop thing comes over the bridge, allows me to become a superhero on a microphone. So about four years ago, Carl, it's, it's funny how we are so connected with everything. And uh, Walk This Way was just a testament of if you take down the walls of division, we'll find a lot in common. Four years ago, I went for a music meeting up at Atlantic Records. And I was meeting with this young man named Riggs Morales, who by the way was Eminem's a over at Shady Records during the rise of Shady Records. So I was going up for a music meeting because I was helping a friend of mine shop a new act. And my friend was like, yo, D, if I call, I'm never getting a meeting. But if you call, D, you might get a meeting next week. Or You know, you know how it goes call. Right. So, yeah. so um, I call, and, you know, thinking oh, I'll book it for next Wednesday. I call and say, hey, hello, my name is Darryl McDaniels. I have an act I want somebody to take a look at. And they're like, Darryl McDaniels, the DMC guy? And I'm like, yeah, hold on. They get back on. Is this really Darryl McDaniels? And I'm like, yeah, it's DMC for Run DMC. Hold on. You can come up right now (laughs) so yeah true story so i go upstairs and they say well you can meet with riggs morales he was like vice president a and r so long story short i go into the meeting calling i sit down and riggs does what you did to us and me and jay did to y'all riggs goes oh my god yo this is girl i can't believe i'm sitting here with dmc and you know and riggs been around he was part of the whole yeah. ride of shady records and all of that. He see people every day. He's like, yo, this is crazy. DMC. He says, I'll never get this chance again. I don't mean to fan out, DMC, but he asked me, what was it like when he was a little kid? And I was like, "Uh, well, uh, I went to Catholic school my whole life, and all I did was collect, drug <laughs> comic books." And when I said comic books, call we realized we had something else in common besides the music. Right. So we sat yeah. So we sat there for three hours, and we didn't talk no hip hop. We just talked about comic books. And at the end of that, he said, um, wow, D, I didn't know you was that deep in the comic books, loving Stan Lee, New York City. He said, yo, if anybody should do a comic book, you should do it. And then I said, nah, I don't want to do it. And he was like, why not? I said, look, I'm a geek and a nerd. And you know, Paul, I know you're very critical of sports and football because you played. You know what I'm saying? You ain't taking no nonsense, no disrespect. Right, right, right. I said, I "I don't want the comic book culture, because it's a culture. We have cultures, but we realize that the cultures all have something in common. I said, I don't want my fellow geeks and nerds thinking just because I had a couple of hit records, I can start a comic book business. So he thought (laughs) that was the funniest thing. So he said, you know what I'm going to do for you? I'm going to do something for you. So four years ago, Carl, he took me to the New York City Comic-Con. And when I walked into the New York City Comic-Con, not only did I see the comic books that I, as a kid, called you can sit here right now and tell me all the cartoons that you liked when you were little, all the monster right. movies, all the big wheels and the bikes, all of that. Yeah. So when I walked the Comic-Con, I knew that, all of that stuff was me. So he said, D, here's one reason why you can do a comic book. And it's kind of what you just said. He said, you could do the same thing that you've done with your music all these years. And I was like, what are you talking about? Inspire, motivate, educate, and entertain. So four yeah. years ago, I started, uh, he asked me, what, what, what would be the name of your comic book company? He said, you can't use Marvel, of course. I can't use DC. Right. And I just sat there, call, and it went right back to my rhyme. You know i could take the dm and C, the dm and the c and make it mean anything for me D, yes d's for doing it all of the time m's for the rhymes that are all mine c's for cool cool as can be and i wear my glasses so i can see devastating mic controller you know so i sat there and i said you know what i'm gonna call my comic book company daryl makes comics because that's what i'm gonna be doing and Rick's was right. like see i told you it's all perfect so it, 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 it was just something that was always there. And even if you go back and listen to my music, call, you will discover the Easter eggs were always there. If you listen to King of Rock, when Run says, I'm DJ Run, I can scratch. I don't go, I'm DMC, I can rap. I go, I'm DMC, I could draw. Yes, and, yeah. And I also say, crash through walls, come through floors, bust through ceilings, and knock down doors, stuff that superheroes do. So right. now people are going back into the music and um, discovering I was using the hip hop presentation of my yes. way of imagining me as a superhero. And that's why you're wow. the power so much. You know, you know what I'm saying? When, when Pepper that's would, would hell on and stuff like that. So it was always stuff that was there that now I'm not ashamed to bring to the surface because it could be another outlet for us for having dialogue and communication. You know? Yes. Let's go, hey,
2: Carl. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna slide in a little story here, and then we're gonna get DMC's take on a little bit of football right now. Okay. So you know, you remember my roommates from college, Carl from Jersey City, Joe Kramer and the boys. Yep. 1986, <clears throat> we're all at Fordham. We take the train to the Beacon Theater, and it's uh, Houdini, it's the Beastie Boys, but Run DMC is the main is the main show. So we're we're, we're watching all the other acts. And we're in the balcony of the beacon theater and all of a sudden run DMC comes out. there's a brawl. DMC, I think your famous words, I think you were only into the second song. I'm um, DMC and we're out. You guys dropped the mic <laughs> and got out of there. Do you remember that night? night? I re- uh, yes. I, I remember
1: that night at the beacon theater. How could I forget that? Yes.
2: We were out of
1: there. Yes. I mean, yeah, you- We had, we, could, we had to be out of there. We had to be was- out of there. I mean, <laughs> It was crazy. It was pandemonium,
2: and the and the brawl went in the Beacon Theater, Carl, out to <laughs> out the subway. The I mean, it was like insanity. Wow! Just getting back to campus. All right, let we got we got to get, get a little football in with the Yeah, all, all right. Yeah, so we got to so get a little football little,
0: in, and then we got to go call the football game.
2: Yeah. So, oh right. yes, right. So, yes, how tight exactly. you watching the NFL these days?
1: I'm watching it. Um. I caught the first game of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm thankful they won. That
2: was a good one.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a v- very good one. It shows potential. I'm following it really closely because this, the, the, the it could go anywhere right now, you know, with, with Brady and Tampa, and then you got Mahomes in Kansas City. But trophy be told, it's very exciting. I'm watching to see how depressed Aaron Rodgers is going to be. <laughs> If they don't turn it around, from you know, it's like he said, it's one game, but Yeah, but there's, there's a lot going on, Carl. You know
2: what I'm saying? There's yeah. a lot going on. He needs a it's, little, and the time part about the early part he needs the some season. Christmas time in Hollis, Queens to pick him up a little bit.
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, right. So Hello, dude, we
0: really appreciate your time, man. This was a lot of fun and looking forward to up again i know eric we keep in touch with eric all the time so yes he blam will definitely connect us and, and i really appreciate the time man this has been awesome
1: no thank you no it's 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 it's, it's how it's always been you know from from football to hip-hop to fashion you know congratulations on your success coming into you. fashion your passion for fashion and stuff that's very exciting yeah. and and inspiring to me and um, anytime, man, it's, it's, it's we are family. We are family from, from a generation that's going to keep on impacting generations in any way that we can.
2: Steelers beating Indeed. the Raiders this week in Pittsburgh?
1: Steelers are definitely beating the Raiders. Steelers are definitely they better beat the
2: Raiders too. DMC, we appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys more. Keep up the great works and let's keep on rocking, y'all.
2: Man, that was Carl. We could have gone on forever with uh, DMC. He is yeah, man. It was that was
0: so much fun. Just him taking us through that. Just his journey was just a lot of fun, and all the things that we we I don't know if we took for granted, but the things we cherish and the relationships that we built, and then just in an era of of greatness in New York, um, it was just awesome.
2: All right, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BEST DAM to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Get a free shot at a million dollar top prize with your first deposit. Again, BEST DAM is your promo code. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, Carl, we talked about the game with Miami uh, this weekend taking on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, There are some other interesting pressure point games. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, he's out. This is a bad spot for the Cowboys going against the Chargers out west.
0: It is, but, you know, no team stops and forfeits a game because they get injuries. They plan and they work around them. So don't expect the gloom and doom to reach the Cowboys' locker room They look around, and they have enough guys to get it done. They were you know, without a quarterback last year, and they were competitive. This team, they'll figure it out. They are very athletic on defense, uh, and Dan Quinn knows how to scheme it up. So I think they'll be okay. They won't be as good, but they'll figure it out.
2: Bob Papa, upset alert. I think Dallas is going to win the game. Chargers, remember, the Chargers last week won in Washington. Great game, but Washington does not throw the – Offense at you that the Dallas Cowboys are going to do. Exactly. Even though uh, Gallup is down. What about the Eagles? They smoked Atlanta last weekend. Now they're at home. Chargers won in Detroit. They fell asleep. They were winning the game easily. They fell asleep. They stayed east. They were practicing at the Greenbrier. Remember, last year they stayed. They played the Giants and Jets back-to-back. I like San Francisco in a big way in this game, despite Raheem Mozart going out.
0: Again, I know you're talking about another team in San Francisco that knows how to win with with the players that are available to them. They we saw it last year. Um, they lost three players in two weeks. Three of their key players. They came into Giant Stadium and or MetLife Stadium, and they looked like they did if they had all their guys healthy. So uh, they're well coached. They again. From a a fan's perspective and from a sports media perspective, they will push the gloom and doom scenarios. But inside of a professional sports locker room, they know they cannot afford to hang their heads and say, we have no hope. There's always a chance to win. As Bill Parcells says, there's always a path to victory. You just got to be willing to do what's necessary to go down that path.
2: Might be hard to find one for the Lions on Monday night. I think the Packers are going to smoke them.
0: No, no. It, it might be the time. It might be the time because, again, just just what the, the uh, Lions showed in coming back, getting themselves back into that game and giving themselves a chance, that's a confidence builder. And you're talking about another team who may be lacking a little bit of confidence. That, now, they're going to have something to prove and we know they're a better team uh, than what they showed or we think they're a better team. Than what they showed against the New Orleans Saints. But don't think that Detroit is not eyeing this game as, hey, let's go out. Let's put our brand of football on this and see if they crack again.
2: Yeah, I'm going. I like the Packers big. I like the Packers big. Chiefs on Sunday night are going to Baltimore. I'll tell you what, I give Baltimore a lot, a lot of credit in the fact that considering what they were dealing with with all those injuries, how they were yeah. able to play as well as they did. I don't trust their defense, so they let, the, they let the Raiders march up and down the field on them when they needed to. I, I think Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs are going to come in and score and do enough to win this game.
0: You say do enough to win the game. I'm going to say Baltimore wins this game because they're tough, tough out at home. They play their best defense at home. And then offensively, you know, Lamar can get it going there, but I think defensively, they're a better home team than road team. All
2: right. We're going to miss the bus, so we got to wrap it up here. But I'm going to go. give, give you my one game in which I think there's going to be a blowout. The Browns are going to blow out the Texans. I know everybody said 100%. Everybody said the Texans, you know, we're going to be a bad team. They played great last week. Cleveland is one of the best teams in the AFC and in the NFL, in my opinion, and they made a couple of critical mistakes like fumbling a snap on a punt. They're going to come home. Even though OBJ is not playing, they're going to smoke them.
0: Absolutely. I agree. All
2: right. uh, Spread the word. We want to thank DMC for joining us, and we'll bring you again next week another edition of Papa Banks, presented by DraftKings.